0: Hi there, welcome to the End Times Podcast. My name is Lee and it's a pleasure to have you joining me. We're living in the last days. I assure you that the signs are all in place and Jesus' return could be today, it could be tomorrow. We have to live every day like it's about to happen, like we are not only ready, but we are ecstatic. To be taken away from this madhouse, this land of wickedness and depravity, and caught up to be with our Lord and Savior, released from the imprisonment of the, the carnal flesh and all of the trappings of humanity, to be free of it finally, to enter into rest, peace, and life everlasting. Get excited. We're getting close to the finish line. But something else that the Bible says very clearly is That there are two kinds of Christians. There are sheep and there are goats. There are wheat and there are tares. And I want to add to that by saying there are dirty Christians and there are clean Christians. I am a dirty Christian and I hope you are too. Now, a clean Christian is someone who attends services on Sunday. But they live in such a way that the world approves. You know they're a nice person. They're a clean person. They're not offensive. They follow the rules. They're they're all around a great person. And if something is outlawed by the government, should meeting together be outlawed? They will follow the government's orders. If the Bible should be declared illegal because of bigotry and racism and um, things of that nature, they will not. Keep the Bible in their house. It's illegal. They are clean. They live a clean life. They're clean on the outward and they have the approval of mankind. Dirty Christians, on the other hand, live their faith on their sleeve every single day. They're not ashamed. They're not afraid to let people know that they're Christian. They live a life of piety. Of honesty that convicts the people around them. They do not lie, so the liars around them are convicted. They do not steal, so the thieves around them are convicted. They do not commit sexual immorality, so the sexually immoral around them are convicted. They don't go with what's popular, they go with what's true and what's right. And as a result of displaying this light, this countercultural light, they are disapproved of. The world doesn't like them. They remind the world of their sin. They remind the world of a coming judgment. And the world doesn't like that, nor does the world like them. They don't like dirty Christians wearing their Christian emblems in the workplace. I said emblems. Emblems. And they don't like those dirty Christian t-shirts with their scripture quoting, and all the rest of that, they don't like dirty Christianity. They like clean Christianity where it's subdued, it's quiet, nobody has to look at it. They tend to go along to get along, and everybody's happy, and that's the kind of Christian they like. They like and approve of clean Christians, but more and more dirty Christians are going to be seen as dirty. Their dirt is going to become more and more apparent, not only to the world, but to the church around them as well. They will be labeled. They will be fundamentalists, fanaticals, zealots, radicals, troublemakers. And you know what? Honest to goodness, they will be accused for doing many things. They will gossip, will spring up around them because this is the way of the world that which they oppose they malign they come against and they will create terrible things listen i have had some atrocious things said about me and i've had masses of churchgoers turn against me and treat me like garbage because of these false accusations you know what's remarkable is i don't run around defending myself i don't run around you know Declaring the truth to them. It's in God's hands. Whatever was done in secret will be revealed in the light. I've seen it time and time again. In time, people come back and apologize. Those with any moral integrity, that is. Come back and apologize, saying now we know the truth. So (laughs) don't despair. When they say things about you, When they accuse you falsely, don't despair, rejoice that you have been found worthy. You have been counted of such high value as to suffer with Christ. To the degree that we suffer with Christ, that is our glory. We revel in, invite, and rejoice when people falsely accuse us, when people insult us, when they attack us. This is all for the glory of God and for our own good. In fact, there is no higher glory God can bestow upon a man than that he should lay down his life for the sake of the gospel. Man, what a privilege, what an honor. The flesh says, uh, that ain't no honor. That's, That's horrible. We don't want that to happen. That's the flesh speaking. The Spirit says, what glory, what high esteem the Father has for you. That he would allow you such suffering for his name's sake. And I honestly believe, brothers and sisters in Christ, that we're entering a period where we will suffer for Christ. Where we will be separated from society. Our dirt will be held against us. We will be seen as troublemakers and uh, bigots and hateful and racist and toxic and everything else simply because we follow the words of Christ. We don't just read them, we obey them. We follow them, we live them. We emulate them with every step, with every breath. And that that the world hates. I believe we're very strongly we're moving into a period where you and I will be treated like criminals and we if there's any prepping that we need to be doing, more so than rice and bullets, it's to prepare for suffering. Jesus wrote a letter to one of the churches. They uh, were a good and strong church. And they were locked up. Their faith had them locked up. And they're in prison on account of the name of Jesus. And what does the Lord say by way of encouragement to them? Be faithful. In 10 days, they're going to put you to death. Be faithful till the end. There's no rescue. There's no Black Hawk flying in with a uh, squad of Green Berets to get them out of there. Jesus is saying, just stand fast until the end. And after they've killed you, you will receive the crown of life. You see, we esteem the flesh so highly. And we fear for the safety of the flesh so immeasurably. But the Lord is does not see as we see nor does he discern the way we discern. He sees the eternal spirit as infinitely valuable and the flesh of little account. And if the flesh should suffer for a short while so that the spirit can receive blessings immeasurable throughout eternity, that's a no-brainer from the perspective of heaven. It's better to suffer short-term for Christ here on earth to receive such great and lofty blessings in the life that is coming. God sees those things clearly. We do not. We see dimly now. We see in part. We know in part. So it's very hard for us to accept suffering for Christ. But allow yourself, prepare yourself to suffer. There was a, a missionary who came to the Americas, to the Iroquois to preach the gospel. And the Iroquois delighted in nothing more than the screams of their victims. That was, it showed their supremacy and the supremacy of their deities that they could inflict agony on these people, meaning they had supreme power. Their deities were supremely powerful because they could inflict such profound torment on their adversaries. And this missionary came to them, and they went to town on this guy with boiling oil dumped over him, a belt of fire tied around his waist, um, cutting off pieces of his body, jamming a hot poker down his throat, and through all of this torture, mindless torture that went on for several days. He did not cry out, he kept his silence. And the only time he spoke was to encourage his fellow missionaries not to be afraid, to be strong in their faith. Now, this isn't human and this isn't the flesh. He was given divine grace to be able to endure inhuman torture and not cry out. And after several days of horrific things happening to his physical body, his spirit was released to such a reward in glory. We're going to see him in glory, and we're going to see his crown and the rewards of his own suffering for the sake of Christ. And you and I are facing the potential of that same opportunity. I don't want to miss it. I don't want to cower. I don't want to walk in the flesh so that I miss out on the blessings that are coming. We need to start preparing ourselves now so that we are ready to suffer ready to go into a camp ready to be hated ready to be uh, lined up with any form of torture or execution we need to be prepared for that jesus said that in the last days the world would hate us because of his namesake and we're seeing that escalate so prepare yourselves to suffer And make sure that you've got some dirt on you. Don't slip through this life quietly in a way that the world approves of. Thanks for joining me and God bless.